Hi, I'm Lisa Davis, and I am so thrilled that you are listening to Talk Healthy today. I want to thank our sponsors that make this podcast possible. And I would also love for you to subscribe. You can subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to rate and review as well. It really helps out the show. Thanks, and here we go. Wouldn't it be great if there was one health book out there that actually addressed your whole body, mind, spirit. Well, let me tell you, there is. It is called Clean Eating Dirty Sex. It is not about dirty sex. It is a play off the word clean. Central superfoods and aphrodisiac practices for ultimate sexual health and connection. This book is a healthy lifestyle guide. There are over 40 top experts from functional medicine physicians to registered dietitians to exercise physiologists to psychologists, sexologists, all engaged to help you live your happiest, healthiest life. There are over 50 fantastic, healthy, and delicious recipes. It is also a memoir where I, because I am the author of this book, Lisa Davis, share some very personal stories. Some are heartbreaking. Some are funny to help you get to where you need to be, to understand that it does take time to change, but that I am here along with all the other health experts in the book to help you. Don't let the title fool you. This book will help your communication, your intimacy, how you relate to your partner, how you relate to yourself. But if you do what the book says, it will also help you in every aspect of your health. So please go now. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. It's sold in local bookstores across the country. Check it out. Clean eating, dirty sex. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Talk Healthy Today. I remember back in the late 90s, I went to see a mainstream physician and it was such a shock because he started asking me all these incredible questions about your stress and your relationship and your work life. And he took so much time with me. And this was before the term functional medicine was around, or at least in terms of what I knew. And I knew he didn't call himself that, but he was definitely ahead of his time. I think a lot of us have heard about functional medicine. And today we're going to be touching on functional nutrition and detox foods with the fantastic Heidi is a wonderful person, first of all. (laughs) And I, oh, sure. And her tweets just light up my day. Um, She has a master's of science. Uh, She has a passion for healing food, supplements, and herbs to restore your health. I just think she's fabulous. Hello, Heidi. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. Uh, Good to hear your voice again. Yeah, it's great to have you back on. He was really ahead of his time. Talk to us a little bit about functional medicine and then functional nutrition. Right. And I know that is a functional medicine, I think, is the way of the future and really helps people feel better so fast. And I, like you, had the same experience. I had all these aha moments with my own health when I got first started getting trained in functional medicine. And I loved it so much that I, I continue to learn about it all the time and I benefit myself by practicing it and simple things pass on to patients just about, it comes back to the idea of foods are functional in our body and they can have the power to heal. It's, it's really powerful stuff. It really is. And when did you first get interested in nutrition? Well, I started back in 99, and I think even then, before functional medicine was a thing, I realized all this really cool research was showing 
what we can do to heal. And we didn't have a name for it, but we were starting to recognize that, you know, I think we can do things more than just protocols. We, we can take an individualized response for, for the person to look at where are the triggers, like you mentioned, stress, or maybe it's toxins in their environment, or maybe they're breathing in mold, you know, just simple things that we can address and, and fix. So. Oh, that is so nice. You know, it makes such a difference when you have somebody that really listens and really understands. I also want to mention that Heidi is in my book, Clean Eating, Dirty Sex, which for the millionth time is not about dirty sex. It's a cookbook, a memoir, and a healthy living guide talking about essential oils. And she's been on the program in the past talking about that. And so today we're going to talk about detox foods. Before we get into the foods, you know, I I think there's a lot of confusion about what it means to detox. What does that actually mean? Right. And I, I get a little pushback from, even from colleagues about the idea. And our bodies are naturally detoxing 24 hours a day. So I can see where some healthcare practitioners say, why do we need to bother? Your body just does it by itself. But I think what, what you and I both have realized is that we our environment has changed. And uh, I think the testing in terms of the chemicals in our environment is very minimal. I think there's 100,000 chemicals or more and only 10% have safety testing. So that's really where I think our bodies have to fight a lot harder than they did 100 years ago. We have to focus on foods that can, can heal the detoxification process in the body. So, And most of the detoxification actually occurs right in our digestive tract, right where we put our food and the liver, where the where the food is also being metabolized and broken down. So, so our food is so critical for detox. So, and it doesn't always have, it doesn't have to be anything special. It can just be really powerful foods, you know? So, well, one of my favorite lately, and I guess I have a personal story to share. I had a major allergic reaction. And as many people realize now that our gut and our immune system in our gut controls a lot of our skin that I turned to some gut healing stuff and the chlorella specifically. And a lot of people don't know what chlorella is, but it's actually a food. It's an algae-based food. Um, it's one of my favorites for detoxification. Have you tried the chlorella yet? I have. You know, it's really funny. I do another show. I think you've been on, and if not, you have to come on, called Naturally Savvy with Andrea Donsky. And we were talking about Corella and being that I'm like the queen of mispronouncing things, I pronounced it cholera and she and the guests got such a good laugh. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I, I think chlorella is such a, you know, beautiful, I mean, the color is so vibrant and it's so easy to incorporate in the morning smoothie, just a heaping tablespoon and uh, as a powder and it's so nutritious, but helps the body clear or chelate heavy metals in a very safe way. Of course, you can overdo anything in chlorella. You know, you can, you don't want to start with a quarter cup. You're going to be, you'll be sorry, right? Just a little bit uh, can be super helpful and it helps bind out toxins and even heavy metals like mercury. And it's, it's really, really safe. So 
Oh, that's good. You know, Heidi, I'd love for my listeners to be able to just go out and get whatever we happen to be chatting about. So when somebody goes to a health food store and they're looking for Corella, I mean, does it come in a pill? Does it come in a, uh, a powder? Is it a tincture? Is there a brand? Yeah, I mean, you can do both pills and powders. And I prefer the powder just because it's not another pill. It You, you know, you can eat it like it's food. And for me, it's, it's actually good for dogs too. So I'll sprinkle a little on my dog food. I use the Now Brown because they have an organic one and it's, and with chlorella, you want to make sure it's a broken cell wall because it, chlorella is a one cell algae and it's tough on the outer layer. So what they do is they have to crush it for us to absorb the, the nutrition out of it. And so they call it broken cell wall and that's where it's great. And Chlorella has a, it's called a chlorella growth factor. And, and so it's really economical to add to your diet and economical for the environment because they rep- they rapidly reproduce. And so the sustainability is good there too, which is always important. So. Oh, that's great. Now, you know, I've heard cilantro is really great too. And cilantro is one of those, which I've talked about on the show. I love it. My daughter loves it. My husband thinks it tastes horrible. And we recently had dinner with some friends and it was like the table was split down the middle. And I read some article, I think you might know about this, Heidi. There was some kind of science behind that, that there's certain in your taste buds or something that uh, cilantro either tastes great or it just tastes like. Right. Yeah. There's a gene for cilantro, which is really funny. I just got my gene report back and it's, it's funny because it says you may not like cilantro, but I love cilantro. So sometimes it, you know, I think it's within. I think they look at associations and I think sometimes they're right. Sometimes it, you know, some people are outliers, so to speak, but I love, yeah, absolutely. Cilantro and chlorella together, both are amazing. Uh, It is another, it's a plant that helps bind heavy metals again, full of antioxidants. And, you know, I was just reading a study about cilantro being potentially helpful for epilepsy. So that's another cool reason to help to eat more, uh, you know, cilantro, make it into a pesto. It's always great on tacos. It's, uh, I could add it to just about every meal, I would say, and it tastes delicious. But again, I think there's people out there, like you said, it'll just never go down because it tastes like soap. And I, and that's where I get, I get to wondering, and I don't know, have you heard if you, you know, those people who dislike it, I wonder if there's a reason, you know, I I always think there's a reason for Oh, definitely. Now, is that one of the ones that you would have recommended? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, as far as like overall detoxification, is, it's a super powerhouse. And I do recommend organic again, because, you know, you're looking for detox. You don't want to add more chemicals in, in your food. But uh, but yeah, people who love it, eat up. If they don't, you know, chlorella is an option. And I mean, there's a lot of other options for people who don't like cilantro, like broccoli sprouts. And they are so powerful for detox too. heavy. I know sprouting them is even pretty easy. Uh, the broccoli sprout world is, is fun too. Really? Tell us a little bit about that. I don't know anything about the fun of the broccoli sprouting world. Where the heck have I been? <laughs> well, and they're really powerful, really strong. You can, uh, they sprout in about four to five days. I'll just set up a little jar in my kitchen. You want to soak them for a little while. The, the broccoli seeds is all you need. And then you just soak them and, and then for like four hours, then you drain it out. Like with a cheesecloth, you have it over the top of a jar and rinse it out every day. And by the third or fourth day, you've got sprouts, you know, depending on how warm it is. And it's, uh, but 
the, the research is really cool about broccoli sprouts and, and they gave a drink of broccoli sprout extract to people in China where it's the most polluted place in the world. They gave them broccoli sprouts every day and they had decrease of these air pollutants in their, in their blood within a couple of weeks, which I mean, I mean, it brought those levels almost to nothing. So that's powerful. That is really incredible. Okay. So we're talking Corella, mm-hmm. I said it right, right. cilantro, um, broccoli sprouts. Yeah. Uh, what else? Those three are great. You know, all spices and herbs are amazing. And the one that gets a lot of attention is turmeric, and that's for a good reason. And it really helps with all three phases of detoxification in the body, the elimination, the enhancing, enhancing our healthy bacteria in our gut, and it ramps up our liver enzymes that detoxify. And so it's really, it's a powerhouse, but all spices really tend to be pretty powerful for, for helping our body clear toxins. The bio-individuality is very important. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, and absolutely. And I think there's, I think what I really love seeing the new stuff coming out about genetics and a lot of what we can find I mean, we can find out a lot about what our body needs by doing our DNA testing. And it's not as expensive as you'd think, you know, and I think I've learned so many valuable things about my own health from that alone. And because it's going to be different for me than anyone, I mean, it's going to be very unique and we're very individual and, you know, where like I love buzzwheelie and frankincense, my sister, it makes her sick, (laughs) you know, so I think even though we're related, we're enough different that it's too different. You just have to be aware of your body and respect what it's telling you. I completely agree. Now, is there anything else you wanted to add in terms of the detox foods? Absolutely. I think there's a couple more I wanted to mention, like fermented foods are so powerful. And as you know, all the research that's been done about fermentation and their healthy bacteria, um, I eat about a cup of sauerkraut a day. That's been my new thing. That's, and I just feel great. Uh, it's my, my family complains, what's that smell? <laughs> you know, but I think it's great for detox. The, uh, the probiotic uh, bacteria start to neutralize some of those toxins in our gut. And I think that's so powerful. And so fermented foods being, you know, sauerkraut, kimchi, kombucha, even things like miso, if you do soy, uh, there's also, you know, you can ferment just about anything. Salsa, any vegetable can be fermented, <laughs> even fruits. Yeah, I recently learned about the SCOBY. I kept calling it the SCOBY. <laughs> of course, I had to go out the song of SCOBY, SCOBY, where are you? Um, so what is the SCOBY and what's that used for? Yeah, some people call it, like, it's kind of like the mother or it, it looks a little bit, I mean, my husband would complain when I had, you know, was getting, had my scoby. It looks like a placenta a little bit, <laughs> and, uh, but it really is. It's that probiotic. Uh, it's like an inoc- inoculant or it's the culture. So you feed this scoby uh, substance like tea and you do have to put like a, a carbohydrate, like a sugar with it to feed the scoby. It does, you can, you know, once it's fermented, the bacteria eat up a lot of that sugar, but the net result being kombucha and, and I've tried it even like there's water kefirs out there. If you're not a big fan of the kombucha, but to me, they come out tasting about the same. Um, it's a, but it is kind of fun to, fun to try it. 
and, and make your own. Well, I live in such a cold climate, though. It takes forever for kombucha to brew. You know, I still haven't tried it. I'm embarrassed to say. I keep feeling like I'm not going to like it. Doesn't it kind of taste like apple cidery, like vinegar? vinegar? It really does. It's, yeah. But that's another good fermented food. So, you know, but it does taste, yeah, a lot like vinegar, which to some people tastes off, you know, as a drink. But I, I tend to personally love it. I'm sipping on one today right here, but everybody's got their preferences and there's always another option, right? So, I mean, in people who do yogurts, that's fine. I, I prefer coconut yogurt, the dairy-free kind. Well, let's talk about dairy because I am not a fan and I think the dairy board is full of it. <laughs> I know. I, I don't feel great with dairy and I think part of my issues, I, I am sensitive to dairy along with gluten and it. Uh, it's just not very easy to digest. And if someone's not tolerating gluten, they're probably not going to tolerate dairy very well, unfortunately. I mean, sheep milk might be a little different or goat milk cheeses, but uh, I, you know, I, but it's one of my favorite foods. It's one of the hardest things. So I, you know, so I struggle there a little bit. So it's inflammatory, you know, like a glass of milk is just, you know, as an adult, isn't doing anyone really much favors, right? And I know you probably seen the same stuff I see. So I just, I'm with you. I'm torn though, a little in terms of my love for it. Let's talk a little bit about utilizing these herbs in terms of recipes. You mentioned with the cilantro, you can make a pesto, you can put it on Mexican food. Um, it goes great in smoothies too. Absolutely. Right. Throw Throw, you know, some something that t disguises the flavor, too, if you hate the taste. And you can, yeah, smoothies are an, a catch-all, I think, for, for my favorite ways to get those detox foods in, you know, like the chlorella, the broccoli sprouts even. That one's a little bitter. I tend to just like to munch on it. I, I'll put broccoli sprouts on my salads. I'll put them in, a, you know, like um, sprinkle them on any dish, like at the end. They're better raw in terms of detoxification. So that's one I like to keep. I'll throw it like on broccoli sprouts on the top. And um, the key is you got to chew them up to get that toxin or to the detox compounds to release called sulforaphane. But yeah, the uh, then chlorella to me, it doesn't taste like anything. So I put it in, in my morning protein shake or, you know, you can, you can actually you know, sprinkle it in any number of things. It's got that bright green color that as long as you're okay with that. Uh, but I'm not as creative as probably a lot of people though. So I, I tend to kind of default to the shake per se, but uh, that's, but I love that in there. I, I really feel tremendously better with the chlorella, you know? So uh, let's see, turmeric, I throw that in a smoothie, but that's also great, like in a curry and I, I'll throw that in a smoothie. Um, you know, so many ways to get creative with spices and herbs, uh, just top everything with them, you know, I think everything gets their dose of spices and herbs for detox. That's just my rule of thumb. <laughs> so as long as you can tolerate them, right? <laughs> exactly. Now, Heidi, what are some of your just go-to meals? You know, I'm a huge, uh, I, I'm a huge fan of Terry Walls. Her, uh, you know, she's got her autoimmune protocols. She's my hero that way. Yeah, I love her. Me too. And her one dish meals, I was so inspired by doing that. And like, just, you know, you've got your protein in your, and you put it in the skillet, you, then you add the vegetables in at the end, give them a quick cook. And, you know, it's like broccoli, carrots, cauliflower, you get your sulfur vegetables in there, like your garlic and your onions. And 
and dinner's done, you know, and you throw your spices and I, I'm not as big on making recipes other than just kind of like testing how it tastes at the end. And that's my favorite way. Um, or like a crock pot meal or, and then throwing some fresh veggies at the end. And it's uh, usually as simple as possible for me these days. So especially summer, right? I mean, hot, you want to be out playing and throwing things together in a pinch. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And one thing that I've been loving lately is I don't eat a lot of grains, but I do like quinoa, which that's technically a seed, right? I've been mm -hmm. taking fresh red onion and fresh basil and bell peppers and poblano peppers and uh, chives and any other vegetables that are crunchy and light. And I just put a little bit of avocado oil and a little bit of salt, Himalayan sea salt or um, what was the other popular salt? I'm spacing out on it right now. But anyway, it is so good. And my, my daughter will eat it. My teenage daughter, oh, yeah. she's like, wow, this is like so fresh and light and summery. I love summery things like that. Me too. That sounds like a good idea for dinner tonight. <laughs> right. Well, you should try it. I do. I love that. My daughter actually, we, we do something kind of similar, you know, whatever vegetable we have or whatever herb we can grab out of the, out of the greenhouse and, and we throw it all together. And I like it a little, maybe more spicy than she likes it. So I tone it down for her and. It's delicious. Yeah. Throw a little, you know, like apple cider in there too, if you like that. And, uh, you know, have a side of sauerkraut. Everybody else will be gay. <laughs> I love, I can't smell it. I don't know. Can you smell sauerkraut? Oh yeah. My husband will cook it with eggs and my daughter just flips out. The whole house just smells horrendous. I think. <laughs> yeah. Not for everyone for sure, but yeah, it's one of my very favorites. Well, Heidi, this has been super fun. Tell us all the ways we can find out more about you and your fabulous work. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks. I, I'm on thehealthyrd.com, and I've got a new website with a colleague. It's called thethyroidnutritioneducators.com. You can find me. I'm very active on Twitter, Heidi H. Moretti. I'm on Facebook sometimes, mostly, mostly not. So I tend to stick to Twitter. All right. Well, Hattie, I'm so glad you came on the show. I want to thank everyone for listening to Talk Healthy Today. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can subscribe on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Take care.